grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. Amen. Word of God for our particular consideration this morning is our second lesson, Hebrews 2, verses 9 through 18. It's printed in your bulletin and already read. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it feels good to be home, doesn't it? After a long, hard day of work or school, it's a relief not just to be done with the hard stuff, but to be where you belong. At the end of a long trip, even if it was the vacation of a lifetime, there's nothing quite like opening that last door, going in, settling in, seeing familiar things, smelling familiar smells, and collapsing into your couch. No one enjoys picking up and packing everything and moving, but once you've put everything into place, you've made the unfamiliar familiar, and after all that effort and stress and strain, it feels right, and you know what to call the new place. Home. Maybe you moved away when you were 18, never expecting to return. You've worked at building a life elsewhere, but now, seeing all the old sights, old friends and old houses, all the old feelings come back in a warm and welcome rush, and you just have to say, I can't believe I stayed away so long. It's great to be home again. And what about this place, this church. If I were to say, welcome home, would that feel right to you? Some of you would say, absolutely. This is my happy place. This is where my people are. This is where I feel safe and comfortable, like like a warm hug. And still others might say, eh, I don't know. It's nice enough, I suppose, but but I've got better places to be. And still others might say, home? Church is supposed to feel like home? Not for me. (laughs) I'm not sure I belong or am even wanted here, and I feel like a stranger to these people when I come through those doors. For those of you who don't feel it, I ask, we ask your forgiveness for any and every way in which we have failed you here. Because this should feel like home. Because it is your home. Not because I say so, and not because at some point in the past you made some kind of commitment or your parents made one for you. This is your home Because Jesus saw your need and cared enough to make it so. This is our home because it is our spiritual family. Christ's concern created our community. Now, of course, some people will claim that Christ's concern, in their case, is misplaced. They don't need community or connections or anything like that. They can do just fine on their own and make their own homes all by themselves. 
You and I can almost always see that those people are usually just trying to rationalize their rejection of or by other people. Because anyone who is human needs, even craves, connection. It's what we were created for. It's the way we are all wired. And sadly, we often become most aware of this when we don't have it or when something goes wrong. The abused, ignored, or orphaned child grows up wanting to know what it's like to be part of a loving family. The husband with a wife who lays into him as soon as he walks through the door and rehearses all of his faults and failings, longs for a home where he'll be at least made welcome, if not respected. The shy kid who grows into a shy adult, who wants nothing more than friendship, but is always on the outside looking in, never having the nerve to get past hello. The middle-aged woman who now realizes that speaking her mind and telling her truth when she was younger has alienated all the people she should be close to and now faces the prospect of a long life without family or friends. We need connection. A place where we belong and people we belong with. A home, family, acceptance. And the reason home is a need and not a normal is because we once had perfection and destroyed it. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, had a perfect relationship with God, their Creator, and a perfect relationship with each other. But when they chose to sin, when they chose to do what they wanted rather than obey God's will, they shattered that perfection and severed their connections. They and we, their children, are now by nature God's enemies, hostile to Him, and not at all interested in being with Him or making Him happy. And as sinners, we now look out for number one, selfishly seeing how we can use our relationships to our own advantage, hurting and offending others as freely and as frequently as they hurt and offend us, leaving us all broken, suffering, angry, sad, and lonely. So we need, we need to be reconnected, first to God and then to each other. We need reconciliation and restoration, peace. And when the Son of God in heaven saw this, saw this great need of ours, even with our hostility, disobedience, and rebellion, when he saw this, he cared. As our reading from Hebrews said, he was not concerned with helping angels, but with helping Abraham's offspring. That is, Abraham's children by faith. And because he was concerned, he acted. 
He knew what our problem was. Not, not just that we were no longer at peace, but that we had become slaves to sin, to death, and to the devil because sin controlled us. Death and hell were chains that held us. And at every step, Satan sought to tighten those chains. And so the Son of God did what the Father wanted just as much. He connected with us and reconnected us. He became one of us. Since the children, you and I, share flesh and blood, He also shared the same flesh and blood so that through death He could destroy the one who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. As both God and man, Jesus suffered and died on the cross for us and more in our place and paid the price for all of our sins, wiping out forever the offense that stood between us and our Creator. And even more, when He rose from the dead, He opened heaven and gave eternal life to all who believe in Him so that we can live with Him and the Father and the Holy Spirit forever. He made us holy with His own holiness and He made us part of His own family. For He who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified all have one Father. For that reason, He is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. So Jesus, through His suffering, death, and resurrection, has restored, reconciled, and reconnected us. First and foremost, we have been brought back into fellowship with our Father. With our sins canceled out and Christ's righteousness as our own, when He looks at us now, He sees perfect children. So of course we are welcome in His home and He delights to include us in His family. We remember and affirm this every time we say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit because those words point us to our baptisms, which is where the triune God put His name on us and sealed us as members of His family. We also celebrate this in the Lord's Supper which is a, a foretaste of, of the heavenly feast, a, a family dinner that we will enjoy for all eternity in His presence. Because in Holy Communion, we enjoy fellowship with the Lord, whose, whose body and blood He gives us in, with, and under the bread and wine. But there is another fellowship in the supper too. Our joining together and proclaiming together as we commune together. This is not just symbolic of the relationship that we have to each other. It is actual connection. We are the church. We are a community of faith. What sin had broken between us, Christ has restored and reconnected. 
our offenses against each other are forgiven even as those against God have been forgiven. We love as we have been loved by the Lord. We are the family of God, and this is our home. And so we care. We care not just for our own connection to this community, but we care for everyone in it. Surely we are not concerned with helping ourselves, but with helping Abraham's offspring, our fellow believers. So we take nothing for granted. and We make efforts where our sinful flesh would prefer we sit back and relax. We treasure our family and we take care of our home. And so we come together often in joy, but also with an understanding of our responsibilities and of the happy opportunities that God places before us. We work together. We worship together. We study God's Word together and and pray together. We rejoice together when blessings come to any one of us, and we mourn together when sadness comes. We listen, even when it seems like work. We talk, even when we'd rather seal ourselves off from others. We share, we forgive, we give, we serve, we love. This is what families do, and this is our home. And like regular human families and normal homes, we don't expect perfection. Our status before God as saints doesn't mean that we actually always behave as saints because we all still have a sinful nature. Your pastor will get things wrong or fail to do things right. Fellow members will say something hurtful or fail to offer encouragement when you need it. Decisions will be made that you disagree with. and You yourself will do and say things that you shouldn't and fail to do or say things that you should. That is why it is such a wonderful blessing that the church, our church, It's also a place where the gospel reigns and serves. A place where forgiveness is offered freely, frequently, and generously. And where love, patience, and perseverance guide our dealings with each other every day, just as God deals with us. Life is often described as a journey. Even Scripture speaks that way sometimes. But it's not a never-ending slog. God has been gracious, not only in promising us an eternal home with Him in heaven at the end of it all, but in giving us a home here on earth. You probably know what that's like, to have been traveling and to long to be home. Maybe it was a really long trip. Maybe it was a short but difficult one. Whatever the situation, there's nothing that you want more at the end of your day 
than to be able to slide under the sheets of your own bed in your own home. It's the place where you feel safe and warm. It's familiar and comforting. And it's where you can get real rest. Christ's invitation to us in our Gospel today addresses this same kind of need of ours for home while we journey through life with all of its stresses, strains, dangers, griefs, and troubles. He says, Come to Me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn from Me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For My yoke is easy and My burden is light. Jesus knew exactly what we needed. And so He created our community. He connected us. He gave us a home with Him. And He made us all family. This is ours. For good and forever. This is where you belong. Welcome home. Amen. Please rise. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Amen.